Hello, friend. Can you believe it's already November? In my world, this is the month I challenge those around me to break up with their scale. In this episode, I'm going to share how No Scale November came to be a thing, why I encourage people to break up with the scale, and a little bit of my own journey of ditching the scale many Novembers ago. I'll also walk you through how to become more weight neutral. Welcome to the Emotional Eating Therapist Show. I'm your host, Sabrina Rogers, licensed mental health counselor, intuitive eating and body image expert, and recovering perfectionist. After healing my own disordered eating and body image issues, I'm helping women let go the guilt and shame around eating, feel at peace around food, and befriend the image they see in the mirror. In this podcast, we chat about all things food, body, and mental health so that you can stop dieting, let go of perfectionism, and finally feel confident in all areas of your life. If you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Sabrina Rogers LMHC. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. This helps other women find and learn about the podcast so they too can change their relationship with food and body. Let's get ready to stay off the diet roller coaster and live healthily ever after. Since the time I was in middle school, I had been borderline obsessed with my weight and the number reflected back at me on the scale. Years ago, I began working on not being concerned with this number and would weigh myself less and less. This all began while talking with a client about the dangers of frequent visits to the scale. We decided we were going to break up with the scale for at least the month of November. So instead of having a no-shave November, I started no-scale November. What's the big problem with weighing frequently anyway? Do you have a love-hate relationship with the scale? looking to the scale for validation that you're worthy and the work you're doing is working. Years ago, I participated in numerous weight loss challenges where we were encouraged to weigh in to track progress. One particular challenge was seven days long, and we were told to stay off the scale for the first few days and given, quote, permission to check our weight on day three. The first time I did this challenge, yes, I participated in it several times, I was scared and excited to check the number on the scale come day three. After three days, what was I expecting? Honestly, there was a part of me that was expecting a significant loss, like a few pounds. And I knew I'd be disappointed if there wasn't as much of a loss as I expected my hard work to pay off with. So when day three rolled around, I wrestled with the decision to step on the scale. And guess what? The number on the scale showed a few pounds loss, and I was elated. I was kicking ass with this challenge so I could afford to have a little treat. So I did. Only I had been restricting intensely, and the treat turned into a binge, which, as you know, sparked the self-defeating thoughts and feeling poorly about myself because I had failed yet again. The second time this challenge was offered, I was determined to stick with it and have even better results. When day three rolled around again, the number on the scale didn't, in my opinion, reflect all the work I had put in. I was disappointed. Here I was working my booty off and the scale wasn't reflecting that. So I gave up on it and went back to my normal, or in those days, the old binge restrict eating habits. Has either or both of these situations happened to you while on a diet? If so, please know you're not alone and this is completely normal. And exactly why staying off the scale is a great idea. Seriously, what are we expecting? 
On any given day, our weight can fluctuate as much as five pounds, depending on how much water we've consumed, what foods we've consumed, how much inflammation we're experiencing, and when our last bowel movement was. It's silly to expect three days of eating differently and exercising to be reflected right away on the scale, and we end up putting too much emphasis on the number staring back at us. Did you know that when you start exercising after being sedentary, that your body increases in inflammation, which makes you retain water, you know, to help rebuild the muscles that you're breaking down? This causes us to weigh more, even if slightly, and shows the opposite of what we want to see on the scale. So we may be deterred from healthy habits when we continue to weigh ourselves, which will definitely, in the long run at least, have negative effects. Weight often gets equated with self-worth. We've been taught that weighing less means we are better, and weighing more means that we're bad and should probably do something about it. Along these same lines, we've been taught that weight equals health, and that having less weight means we're healthier, and more weight equals unhealthy. Or that there is a, quote, healthy range that is universal for everyone, and anything outside that range is unhealthy. What we've learned from the Health at Every Size movement is that weight does not equal health, and you cannot determine a person's health by the size of their body. Frequent checking can decrease your ability to listen to and honor your body cues. When you're focused so much on what the scale says and trying to be a certain weight, you tend to ignore cues that tell you when you're hungry or full or what food your body wants and needs at any given time. Weighing yourself regularly creates mental obstacles, exacerbates feelings of low self-esteem and self-worth, and perpetuates the belief that weight equals health. I was tired, just like you probably are, of letting the scale have so much effect on how I viewed myself and how I felt about myself. And it seemed like a fairly easy thing to stop doing regularly. So what happened that November when I didn't weigh myself? I actually hadn't weighed myself for a week or so before November started. And so I can remember being tempted to step back on the scale on Halloween just to see what it was. But I got so wrapped up in Halloween festivities that I forgot. So November 1st, I decided I didn't need to know what weight I was exactly. That was the beginning of letting it go. I also vowed to stay off the scale for the entire month. I was tempted several times to pull the scale out of its hiding place, you know, out of sight, out of mind, right? In fact, it started to create some anxiety around not knowing how much my weight was fluctuating from week to week. Now, I'm a pretty smart girl, and when I set my mind to something, I usually get it done. So why was giving up the scale so hard for me? I challenged myself to spend some time thinking about why this number was so important. What does it really mean about me as a person? Friend, I encourage you to spend some time thinking about this as well. What does the number on the scale really mean? What does your weight mean about you? If you take away the beliefs that your worth and or health are tied to your weight, what's left? Through my thinking and reflecting, this is what I came up with. The number on the scale, my weight, means absolutely nothing about me as a person. Let me repeat that. The number on the scale, or my weight, however you want to phrase it, 
means absolutely nothing about me as a person. And if it means nothing about me as a person, that means your weight means nothing about you. I decided my weight has nothing to do with who I am, what type of person I am, my parenting skills, or my relationships. I looked at each role in my life and how weight impacted it. I found I wasn't a better friend if I weighed less. I wasn't a better partner or parent if I had a smaller body. I'm not a better counselor or coach, podcaster or author if my weight is lower. And vice versa. I'm not a worse parent, partner, friend, counselor or coach if my weight is higher. What impacts my roles is how I feel about myself. And I was allowing my self-esteem to be negatively impacted by the number on the scale over and over and over. I looked at the relationships in my life. No one loved me more or less because of how much my body weighed. The only one that really cared about that number was me. This made it a lot easier for me to not care about what the scale said. When I stopped caring about that number and when I stopped allowing it to dictate my self-worth, I no longer had the urge to use it or see if my weight was fluctuating. I no longer allowed the weight of my body to tell me what I could or couldn't eat, when I could or couldn't eat. I traveled to visit family the week of Thanksgiving and I didn't worry about eating too much and how that would be reflected on the scale when I got home. I didn't limit myself at Thanksgiving for fear of how it would cause me to gain weight. And I didn't feel like I had to give myself permission to overeat that one day. Instead, I enjoyed meals with my family. I enjoyed time with my family. I enjoyed food. I mean, really enjoyed it like I never had before. And never once thought about the scale. That was just the first month. Come December, I had no desire to step back on the scale, so I didn't. And that happened month after month after month. What started as a month-long challenge to see if I could stay off the scale and what would happen during that time frame ended in me detaching value from my weight. Now, what does that mean? I mentioned earlier that a lot of times we believe our worth and health is tied to our weight, but that isn't true. This is just another case of our belief systems not being factual. Remember, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. So often we believe things to be good or bad, positive or negative, when in fact, most things in life are pretty neutral. It's our thoughts and beliefs that give it the good or bad qualification. Doing the inner thought work, examining where these beliefs come from, and the deciding if you want to continue believing this or not helps to bring about that neutral standpoint. For me, I'm at a place where weight is neutral. It's just a thing. I now choose to believe the number on the scale is only a representation of how much gravitational pull I currently have on the earth. Did you know, depending on where you are in the world, you will weigh more or less? That's right. When I weigh myself in Colorado at Papa's house, I weigh differently than I would if I were weighing myself at home in Iowa. Have I really changed my weight? Nope. Everything could be the exact same, and I'd still weigh different amounts. Because I view weight as neutral, and that bodies change all the time, I'm no longer obsessed with the scale. I no longer fear what the scale says. 
And I can get on at the doctor's office confidently because I know it doesn't mean a thing. This wasn't always the case, though. And I get that you might be in a position where the scale and your weight still produces a lot of fear, shame, guilt, and other uncomfortable feelings and thoughts. That's okay. This takes work to get here. In the meantime, you have my permission, not that you need it, to tell your doctor you don't want to be weighed at your next appointment. You can tell them anything you want when you decline being weighed. But some of the things I used to say and things my clients report they've said are similar to, no thanks, being weighed triggers my eating disorder. I won't be getting weighed today. It causes a lot of uncomfortable feelings and thoughts, and I'm better off staying off the scale today. Or, my weight has nothing to do with my reason for visiting today, so we don't need to collect that information. If your doctor or the nursing staff gives you any pushback, you can ask why they need this information. If they say it's needed for insurance billing, ask them why. Embrace your inner toddler and keep asking why until you get the answer you need or they realize your weight doesn't need to be recorded. I also want to mention, doctors work for you and you have every right to decline any service, from being weighed to taking medication. If something doesn't feel right, you don't have to do it. Now, before we say farewell, let's do a quick recap. We often get caught in a toxic relationship with the scale. And what do we do with toxic relationships? We end them. Or we put healthy boundaries on them. Breaking up with the scale can free you from focusing on weight. It can help you realize what really reflects your self-worth. And it begins to move you in the direction of healthy relationships with food and your body. When I stopped weighing myself, my mental health improved. I had more brain space to focus on what really mattered to me. I stopped the restrict binge cycle that still lingered around even after healing my relationship to food, which has also helped my physical health. So friend, are you going to accept the No Scale November challenge? If so, let me know on social media. Tag me in your posts of how you're ditching the scale and use the hashtag, hashtag No Scale November. And then I'd love to hear from you throughout the month. Is this a challenge? Are you finding it difficult to stay off the scale? Do you find yourself wanting to figure out or pull it out of the hiding place and see where you're at? Or once it's out of sight, is it out of mind? And then I'd love to hear at the end of the month, some of your big takeaways. What did you get out of this no scale November? Until next week, friend, I wish you well.